this being your second divorce, and I'm sure you're familiar with the procedure, but your ex-wife should not leave the state until it's finalized. I'm not planning to leave the state. No, she just left me. She had nothing against the land. Hey, out of the five serious relationships I've had, three were exactly the same. So, you all ready? Oh, I'd have to be all ready. I came here to get you. What do you mean? One might have been a man. After years of relationships that never worked, John Henderson is entering a void where few have the courage to go. I'm going to move back in with Mother. Honey! Hi! How about some sherbet? Look at the date. You're running a food museum here. Look under the protective ice. You've actually named the clear hard junk that sits on the top. And here's to you, Mrs. Henderson. Your grandson is moving back today. I want my room back. Hey, hey, hey. Mom, I think that he, he just wants to see what he can do about your relationship. Well, you're having problems and you're blaming me, is that it? So you're the writer? Like Stephen King. Ooh. Well, he, well, he hasn't written anything for a while. I don't think every mother says, honey, you look good, but your hair is thinning. I never told you your hair was thinning. You called after me? Look out for your bald spot? Oh, well, someone has to say that. It's all about approval. We have an approval problem in this family. I'm going to give you some cheese. I like my cheeses in the ounces. When they weigh as much as a Fiat, uh, I get worried. Albert Brooks. Help me! Debbie Reynolds. You know I'm happy to see you. <laughs> now, why didn't you want to stay in a hotel? Rob Morrow. Of course she likes me. She loves me. Be asleep when we get home. Why have I never heard of this man before? I would think a man that you're intimate with is pretty important. Dear, we're not intimate. We just have sex occasionally. Oh. I mean, oh. Mother. Honey, I love you. I know you think you do. Oh, I have a call waiting. Hello. It's still me, Mother. Hello. Still me, Mother. Hi. Why do you even pay for this feature? Hey, it's Dawn. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Date Night Podcast. Well, for Mother's Day, we decided to do two different movies. Two very different movies. And the first one we're going to do is my pick, Mother, and not the Jennifer Lawrence one. The <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. Oh, my God, I never thought of that. We should have done... Oh, man. We I know. We should have done Mother and Mother's Day. Oh, man, that'd be... Wow. But that's um, okay. This that... is the 1996. Yeah, I believe movie the 96. Yeah, with Albert Brooks and Demi, Debbie Reynolds and Rob Morrow. Right. And it's about this this guy, this author, played by Albert Brooks. Yes, thank of, you. of course, the author. I think he always plays an author. Yeah. And um, he's trying to understand. He went through his second divorce. He's trying to understand why he's picking the same women over and over again. So he connects with his mom, and does like an experiment where he moves in, and kind of relive and figure out why why he's having problems with the women it's high fidelity for boomers i think that would be a good way to describe it um i found it enjoyable oh mother um, I'm, I'm you go ahead and do your thing i will it's... not interrupt no you're fine i found it enjoyable i i, I thought it was for the most part realistic um yeah. The characters are flawed. All of them are flawed. Of course. Um, just like, and they're not held up 
um, to be perfect. Um, the Rob Morrow character is a mama's boy who calls his mom several times a day. Hmm. And I, I have to say that I can't remember the 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 um, phrase verbatim, but when the Albert Brooks character says that, you know, it, wouldn't it be funny if if the put together one was the crazy one and the one that seemed so crazy was actually very normal? Yeah. There, there, there's so many great lines in the film, yes. Uh, but that, that is one of the better ones, yes. And uh, Debbie Reynolds, I thought she was funny. She played it... She wasn't over the top. It was just little subtleties that made it so great. She was your kind of standard Albert Brooks neurotic character. She, she's, she was a bit of a female version of a character he usually plays. Um, and something like defending your life or lost in America. I never thought of that, but yeah, she's she is kind of kind of the same, maybe a, a female version of of Albert Brooks, which is you know obviously the point. She's playing his mother, and that, that that's kind of genius. And then, you know, since this, I'm sure I'm gonna put spoiler alert, but uh, you know, towards the end, they resolve their issues. He, they fig he figures out why it is, and she figures out why it is, they're having so much difficulties connecting with one another where she she and the Rob Mar Morrow character get along so well. So it, it's really something. They have this, this epiphany at, towards the end. But I don't want to say why. <laughs> That's... That, it's really, I mean, doesn't really matter. I mean, this, are you finished with yeah. it? Or, I, I, okay. Yeah, to me, I mean, it was kind of like a character study. Yeah, it's not really about the plot. It's about moments. It's about certain scenes. Um, it, it, it's, it's a character study. Um, Albert Brooks, I could go ahead and call him a genius. Uh, he hasn't made an outright bad film. Um... This is not my favorite of his, but this is definitely uh, top three. Um, I like this movie. I don't love it, and I'll get to why I don't love it, but I do like it a lot. It is a very, very smart, very witty script. Um, Brooks knows and respects all of his characters. Uh, the, the character was recently divorced, and... Uh, in one of the very first scenes, he's at a bar with his buddy, played by the great character actor uh, John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley or John C. Riley? I forget. McGinley. McGinley, thank you. Yeah, the guy from Scrubs and Platoon, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's having a scene with him, and it's kind of your standard bro scene, you know what I mean? Uh, he's he, he's obviously upset and complaining about his ex-wife and women in general, and he's concerned. And... Uh, John McGinley is is his buddy. In most movies, um, those characters would be obnoxious, and uh, the friend is almost always a blowhard. You know what I mean? And just kind of, kind of, uh, you know, simple-minded and and dumb. And in this film, 
that character, the John McGinley character, is dumb, but it's it's done in such a subtle way. You know what I mean? He's not he's not out and out stupid. He's not out and out a douchebag, but <clears throat> he's not bright either. <laughs> I, I thought the um, script was very smart. Oh, the script's very yes, yes, yes. You know, he, he's a very smart writer, and uh, everything is very subtle. Yeah, and I and I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 I said, that scene when you're watching it, you don't really realize it, and then you think back, you're like, oh, that was very smart. Yes, um, but but. John John McGinley makes a, a little cameo, and also uh, the first date that the Albert Brooks character has, I, I think it's a blind date, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is a blind no, date. No, because she, they met at um, was it a grocery store? They 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 met somewhere. Okay, okay. Well, uh, anyway, they 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 barely know each other. The first date Albert Brooks has is. Uh, with uh, the actress Lisa Kudrow, and she, you know, once again, and she's a pretty big star. She only has a very brief scene. It's a wonderful, awkward date scene, and uh, I want to give Lisa Kudrow credit for taking an Albert Brooks movie in 1996 because this is when all the cast of Friends were getting their, you know, their own little vehicles. You know, um, Schwimmer had the Paul Bear. Jennifer Aniston had Pitch Perfect. Uh, Matt LeBlanc had the one with the talking monkey. He he definitely chose the worst. Uh, but Lisa Kudrow just chose a, a small little part in an Albert Brooks film, and 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 she needs to be commended for that because I'm sure she could have been offered you know all kinds of stuff. Uh, but anyway, she's great in the film. She great awkward date scene. Uh, Vanessa Williams shows up very briefly as Lisa Kudrow's roommate. I had no idea she was in the film until we saw the final credits. Uh, but back to the movie itself, it's 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 a very pleasant, very witty experience. Um, Can I interject? Just one comment. Why ask? Please go ahead. Um, I like how again with the writing. I like how he and the directing as well. He showcases each character. And, no matter how small the character is. Good point. Good point. Yes, 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 yes. And and that's a tough thing to do. That's a tough thing to do. Um, Brooks. Uh, now, as far as Reynolds goes, Debbie Reynolds goes. Yes, she's wonderful in the film. I don't think she got an Oscar nomination. She should have. Maybe maybe she got a Comedy Award or something like that. But she should have had an Academy Award nomination for that. Uh, but she's wonderful in it. Um, I I didn't write many notes on her I guess because I, I'm so used to her being so great in that film mm. it kind of went over my head um, but my only issue with it and the reason I say it, it's a good film but not a great film the last 20 30 minutes it's kind of stand it, it, you know it's kind of a let's wrap this all up you know what I mean like 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 a sitcom this is better than most sitcoms but you know how sitcoms kind of have to wrap everything up yeah. toward the end. That's the feeling I got toward the end, and that's what keeps Mother from being uh, Brooks's best film. Now I did like the, <clears throat> I li I did like the ending because throughout the whole movie, he is, you know, he's a writer with writer's block. He uh -huh. is put, I don't want to say put down, but he's not given the credit that he feels he deserves from anybody saying anybody about his books and his writing well until yeah. the last 
when he meets somebody. You're talking about the scene at the little convenience store gas station? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, that was way too, you know, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's give well, him something quick. But yeah. I think it, it was like an aha moment where he finally, him and his mother finally broke that glass door to figure out what was going on between them, the issues between them. And once he stepped over, he was able to be open to a healthier relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is that is a great point, and uh, that's 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 why you you are the uh, less cynical of us. <laughs> you can see those things where I'm saying, ah, they just wanted to rush the engine. Um, this is a very fast-paced film. It runs at what about an hour forty minutes, hour okay. forty-three minutes. It it feels like an hour and fifteen minutes. That's great. That's because uh, the, the the first two thirds there's this one funny scene after another. I mean, the scene where he you know he goes to visit he's at his mother's house the first night. Yeah. And she has the, she wants to feed him and he says he's not he's a vegetarian he's, doesn't eat meat but she just doesn't think about it. He's like. Is lamb chops it, <laughs> meat? <laughs> that scene alone, or that sequence alone, and I'm, I'm, it's what about a about a ten minute bit, right? Yeah. That alone is worth watching the entire film for. I mean, that is so funny. She's got the big block of cheese in the freezer, <laughs> takes out the electric knife, and you know, cuts it. I mean, I mean, you have slapstick in there you have those great faces albert brooks makes when he tastes the old ice cream um or the salad or the salad yes yes yes. i mean i mean that that stuff is priceless um mother should be a, a more recognized comedy even in the in the albert brooks uh landscape uh, but it, it's a very pleasant film. It's a very fun film. I'm I'm forgetting a lot. I know. I I, I want. I know. I know you talked about Rob Morrow, but I think Rob Morrow as the kind of insecure, and more successful, but kind of kiss up sibling. Yeah, he seems like he's got it all together. But the more you watch the movie, you realize. Um... Yeah, he's got his fair share of issues. Right, right. Yeah, he's a, a successful sports a sports agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, um, yeah, there's that great scene where he's showing off the, the the baseball card to Brooks. I mean, yeah, there's this one one fantastic witty scene after another. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but back to Rob Morrow, I think it's the best work Rob Morrow has has ever done. I mean, he's not really an actor I think about much, but I think it's better than his performance in Quiz Show, um, which I think he was a little bit miscast, actually. But I think I think he brings a lot to that character. I mean, you watch the subtleties of it. And it's tough to, uh, you know, uh, hold your own against Albert Brooks, especially when he's the writer and the director mm-hmm. and he owns the material. And I think Rob Murrow was, was really up to that challenge. And, and Lisa Kudrow as well in the small scene she did, but especially Murrow... Um, very impressed with his performance in that. Uh, uh, going back to, uh, since he is writer, director, and he is star, Albert Brooks, um, again, you know, it, it's to his credit that he does give each each actor their moment. Yeah, yeah, and that might be why he got some uh, pretty big names, you know, to be in small parts, right. you know. They want to work with him. Um, I, I know this person isn't very popular to talk about now, but Woody Allen can do the same thing. He can get the trendy actors, the big names at the time, to, to work with him. Um, 
And so that's a testament to a good director, a, a, a good writer-director. Um, we ever going to cover a Woody Allen film? Can we cover a Woody Allen yeah. film? Is it possible to cover a Woody Allen Why film? Why not? Well, it's kind of tough to talk about him without... Well, but, you and, know, I, I, this, personal, personal issues aside, I mean, you can't discredit somebody who, does, who makes a good film. Exactly, yes. I mentioned Woody Allen because Albert Brooks has been cited as being the left coast Woody Allen, the L.A. version of Woody Allen. I can see that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, most definitely. And I want to add, speaking of left coast, the mother lives in, is it Sausalito? I believe it's Sausalito, around San Francisco. It's toward, towards north, going north of L.A., and it's a long drive. I know that. Um, <laughs> but... That town that she lives in is kind of a character all, all in of its own. It's a beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful city, and I, I mean, I'm sure it is. You know, in 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 real life, they didn't try to just make it look pretty for the movie, um, but it, it's a beautiful character, almost all of its own, and uh, it reminded me of the film Roxanne. You know, where where yeah, the, the Steve Martin film from '87, where they, what was that like a, a northeastern town, and the town's just gorgeous, and you're watching it, and, and you're thinking, God, I want to live there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this place is so nice, uh, but it adds to the pleasant experience. Also, I love the fact Debbie Reynolds, her character is insecure or she's very she's embarrassed quite easily you yeah. know she's really concerned about what the she's very reserved very reserved thank you and she's very um self-conscious and mm -hmm. she she wants to you know she wants the neighbors to not gossip about her and think think she's wonderful and whatnot and uh, another great scene is when brooks takes her to the uh victoria it's not victoria's secret but it's like a it's, it's a lot is it Victoria's Secret? Yeah, it's okay. Victoria's Secret. Okay, well, he takes her to a Victoria's Secret, and uh, well, he he wants to buy her underwear, and that's that, that's a <laughs> that's a great that is a great scene, and yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, this is the kind of movie that brings a smile to your face. I mean, it 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 works on almost every level. I I, I just can't give it a ten because of the contr you know kind of contrived ending, which honestly is fine. I mean, it is it it's fine, like. Uh, but I can't give it a 10. I just can't because when I think 10, I, I think absolute classic. This is a very good film and needs to be seen by, well, really anyone who likes smart comedy. It definitely has to be seen by an Albert Brooks fan. It probably has been already. Um, but I'm going to give uh, Mother a um, 9 out of 10. Um, was going to say 8, but the more and more I thought about it, I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's that good. It's 4 and 9. Um... And that's it. And, 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 and I'm going to give it a nine as well. Yeah. Well, well we're in agreement there. Yeah. So it's better than Tough Turf. That's nice oh, to hear. Oh, yeah. That's so much better. Well, yeah. yeah. I, you know. In my opinion. Yeah, it's better than Tough Turf. I'll think about it. There, there's, there aren't enough dan dance sequences in it, though. That's, you know, which would be kind of funny if there were. But um, that is Mother, the first of our Mother's Day double feature. Would you like to stop and get back to the second one, or you want to just continue with Mother's Day? Um, we'll continue with Mother's Day. Hold on, woman. I'm going to add the trailer too. Oh, oh, please. Well, by all yes. means. All right. Well, we'll be back. Well, you're not going to be. We'll be right back with Mother's Day, which was not written and directed by Albert Brooks. I can assure you. <laughs> Thank you. 
somewhere in the woods of Deep Barren. A woman and her sons live in isolation. When they come out, it's for one reason only. Now let's see what you brought, Mother. Some say she spoiled her boys. Some say she drove them mad. No one who found out has lived to tell. We're back for the second part of this podcast, and we're going to talk about Sean's pick, which is Mother's Day from 1980. 1980, that's right. And this is a low-budget trauma movie. Low-budget trauma movie, yes. I knew what I was kind of getting into with this one. I knew it was going to be schlock. I knew, but I knew it was it was gonna at least be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But it is kind of fun. You're kind absolutely fun. right. Not not funny. <clears throat> not funny. Kind of fun. There is some very dark humor in it. <laughs> the, the darkest of of dark. Um, I like this film a lot. I am not tough turf crazy about this film. Uh, but it, I do respect it. I love the early slasher films. Um, I can at least respect this movie. The fact that it... You know what you're getting to. It's a low-budget slasher movie. It's going to be um, kind of gory. The effects aren't going to be that great. And it's... You're going to, you know... The bad guys chasing girls. You know what you know what you're getting into. Lurking girls, chasing girls. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it could be viewed as problematic. I'm sure. Um, I, I I I I like this film a lot. Um, like I said, I'm a fan of the genre. It is a slasher film, but there's there's a little more going on in this than than your basic slasher Halloween ripoff. Uh, basically, it starts out um, at this kind of uh, pseudo 
uh, retreat. Um, anyway, you, you meet this elderly lady and these two kind of hippie biker types are going to try to kill her, rob her. You're really not sure. Yeah, she's giving them a ride somewhere. And it, the way it plays out is that they're going to do something to her. They're planning something. Yeah, yeah, not very well either. No. <laughs> but they're not being very subtle about it. Not, nothing in this movie subtle. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it's kind of the setup of the old, the old elderly lady is going to be killed or robbed or brutalized. Uh, but there's a twist. There is a twist. The woman has two sons that live out in the woods, and they turn the tables on the hippie criminal types. Um, that's your first setup. Then, after that, it's kind of standard, brutal, slasher stuff. Then the film does something interesting, and, and this is one thing I do like about it. It, it, it turns into um, kind of a drama, kind of a character study of these three women. And, and they've, they've been friends since uh, college. Yeah, they're college. Uh, they're in the same... College roommate, college I roommate. think. Yeah, they're college roommates. That's through the opening credits. They have an innovative way where they show slides of them in college, and they're talking over it. And you know, for a low-budget movie, it's 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 uh, it's pretty ingenious, actually. It's a good way to start off your characters, and you get interested in them right away. And I, I really appreciate that. And they meet up once a year to get together for a weekend or whatnot, and... It's, it's like a real, real, real low-budget big chill, I guess, um, with three people. Um, you have these three characters. Uh, we're, we're introduced very briefly to all three of them. Not enough. Not enough characterization. Um, but it is a slasher film. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of their lives, but one is very tough. One is kind of in the middle. And one is basically our victim. Um, you, you, you know, you kind of have three different... She's taking advantage. She's like, um, walked over. Yeah, she's kind of one of those people that has an over, overbearing mother. The boyfriend treats her like crap. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she, um, she is, um... She is she is the victim of the film. <laughs> um, Jackie, that's the character's name, Jackie. My apologies, folks. I don't have notes on this one, so I'm looking at IMDb. <laughs> uh, but her character is Jackie, yes. And then there is Abby. She's uh, kind of not too not tough, but not weak. And then there's my favorite character, Trenna. Is it Trenna? I don't know, the blonde woman. Uh, she's uh, a very, uh, very tough, very assertive. But anyway, we have three different characters, three different personalities. Uh, these women decide to go on their little retreat. If you've seen slasher films and you know your exploitation films, you got a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Cliches abound. They even stop at a crappy little oh, roadside, yeah. roadside gas station slash supermarket slash hillbilly hangout uh the scene where the guys kind of you know don't go in the woods you know you're all doomed uh, of course of course friday the 13th did that the best but th this does it the, the guy in this one i like him too uh great line um if you've seen the film you'll know him. His, his final line in the film is priceless um but anyway they, they stop by the um house of cliches 
then they get out in the woods, and we're still in this story. We're about 20, half an hour into the film. We're, we're still in the story of these, these three women. Um, yes, and they're frolicking, and... and uh, well, they have to frolic, yeah. Yeah, they're frolicking, and you know skinny dipping and stuff like that we get very gratuitous pov shots of the killers there's there's really no mystery here and, you know the, the pov shots of the killer <sighs> the heavy breathing creeper <sighs> yeah yeah it, it, it's almost like a parody like a, like a yeah. scary movie or something you it's know ki- it's kind of funny it is to me. It, it, it's funny but it's unsettling too because you know something horrible is going to happen you just don't know when what this film does very well you get into these women's characters and they're bonding and there's a kind of a dumb flashback where they embarrass a jock guy yeah. and he's running naked on the, and you know this these things kind of come out of nowhere and it it holds your attention cuz you're like okay I know something horrible is going to happen I've seen the cover of the film I've seen the trailer when's it going to happen and you're you're kind of sidetracked by all this other stuff um I get lulled into a sense of calmness because you get into these women talking and, and their characters. And, and like I said, you don't really get to know them enough, but, but you know them enough to be interested in them. Um, so anyway, and, and, and that's a good testament to the, to the film because most of these movies you know, don't, don't give a shit about the characters, especially the female characters. They're just kind of there. So you get to know these women a little bit and, and they're relaxing and it goes on for a while and they're in the middle of a campfire. Then boom, the guys attack. The two guys from the beginning, the yeah. brothers attack. And it's a pretty scary scene because they attack right in the middle of a, con- you know, right in the middle of a conversation, right in the middle of mid sentence when, um, one of the women is talking and you don't get that much in these movies you know what i mean it usually it's unsettling it's unsettling yes and 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 you know usually you get kind of a um music cue or something like that e- even in a great film like halloween you get music cues this this they just attack and it's out of nowhere and that made me jump the first time i saw that um so then we kind of enter phase 2 of the film um so we're we're into the we're into the stuff you were expecting, folks, and this is where the film gets problematic for many. Um, well, they drag him to the the house where mother lives. Yeah. Yes, mother's all for this, mind you. Oh yeah, oh mother's the cause of all this. <laughs> She's all into it, right? Um, and I, I like I do like how the the three females are are strong. Yes, they are. They they are all strong. Yes, yes, they are survivors. They are not your typical slasher victims, not at all. Uh, Most of slasher films will have one strong, you know, the cliche, the strong woman at the end uh, who gets away, stabs Jason in the nuts or whatever. She gets away. Uh, This film, all three of the, all three of them are fighters. I mean, you have to give the movie credit for that. All three of them are fighters. They're dragged back in sleeping bags uh, to Mother's house, uh, to their house, Ike and Adley's house and Mother. Um, I want to talk about the house, but first let's go to the the scene in the film. This this can be a triggering scene. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, it's very unsettling. Yes. Um, it's meant to be, yes. One of the girls, one of the women, mm. is dragged out and made to kind of perform like a, a act acting acting out something it's yeah and it's jackie kind of kind of the the most vulnerable of the three women and that's probably why they chose her because 
the other two, especially I forgot her name, but the the, the blonde tall lady. I mean, she's not gonna take any shit from. Them. Well, the other one, the other one, though. Well, Jackie's the middle of the road one. Okay, you're right. You're she's right. She's the the one that's not so strong, but not the victim of the three. Um, but she's a pushover. A little bit. Yeah. And um, they make her... But the unsullying part is when they make her dress up like a little girl and walk around and they assault her. They take... And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mother wants them to put on a... a the, the sons to put on a little show for her. Yeah. And, and like, and like uh, my lovely wife just said, mother's all in for this. Uh, she wants them to put on a little show for her, so they stage it out, you know, like an amateur production. Uh, they have a park bench. They try a little bit where uh, one of the brothers is walking a dog, and the woman, the victim, kind of breaks character. She doesn't go along with this little scene yeah. they're trying to put on, and that leads this leads to some awkwardness because you're like what's what's going on here you know you expect a horrible scene but you're like what's going to happen so they 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 ditch that little little game or that little scenario that little role playing thing they want to do and they go to the bit where she's a little girl so they put her in a dress um i don't know what you know like an old like a little baby doll dress type. yeah yeah holding a teddy bear um, yeah. and school books yeah, Jesus, I forgot. Yeah, school books too. Um, so anyway, they do that, um, and that and that's where it's unsettling. And she, yeah, I mean, she's obviously obviously horrified. So um, it's very it's a very uncomfortable scene. Uh, then they just kind of, I guess, they just kind of lose it and they just attack her and beat her and uh, rape her. Do um it as far as rape scenes go, and this is where we're gonna get touchy on on triggering it, scenes. It's not the most vile rape scene I've ever seen. It really isn't. Um, Death Wish Two, Savage Streets, I Spit on Your Grave, and far it's, worse. And it it's not lingering. It does not linger. No, it's the setup to the scene that's yeah. so disturbing, and the fact that mom's into it, mom's watching and cheering them on, and. There's like, like this really sickening level of humor kind of underneath, you know, the the, the yeah. scene where they're uh, now it is a scene where they're they're assaulting this woman Jackie. It doesn't like doesn't she make him stop and one of the brothers like no 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 he had his hand on you know like they're like they're yeah. doing a wrestling scene yeah that is some dark shit man <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's bold. It's bold. It's not likable. It's not pleasant, but it is a bold scene. Um, I you know once again, I can't really say I, I recommend it, but it is it is different. It's not just a, a brutal rape scene for the sake of a brutal rape scene. Um, it's exploitation, but it's it's you don't see that much really. Is you what don't I'm... see that much. Nothing's just lingering. Nothing. No, I don't think there was any up close. No, no, no. You, you, you see where um, there's she's taking. You know, they get the Polaroid out. You know, yeah. uh, Adley. He's like, I'll get the Polaroid. You know, I'll get the Polaroid, and you see pictures, and that's kind of a a, a good way to show you know show what's going on without yeah. really being disgusting. So, yeah, this movie's locked in with I Spit on Your Grave and Maniac and some of those really nasty slasher films that really you know is ugly towards women. 
I do, having rewatched it, I don't really think it deserves to be in that company. Um, I think there's a little, a little more going on here. Uh, I'm going to, once again, uh, honor my hero, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert hated this film and just dismissed it as misogynistic trash. I understand that. I don't think it's just misogynistic trash. Because, as I've stated earlier, the women are fighters. Um, in fact, the entire second half of the movie is basically the women fighting back. Yes. Um, you know, after that scene, you really don't see or hear from Jackie. No, well, on. Jackie's, yeah, Jackie, Jackie's not going to make it. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and that, and that, spoil that, alert. <laughs> well, well, that's tragic, too, because she's kind of the, she's the victim through and through, you know? She has a shitty boyfriend at the beginning and the overbearing... Is she the one that with the shitty... I thought it was the other one. No, 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 no. Um, Jackie's the one with the crabby boyfriend. Okay, fair enough. That was snorting coke. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's kind of funny because he's so fucking bad. <laughs> he's yeah. not working. He's snorting coke. And but um, yeah, the the other woman whose name I forget... The, the, yeah, that's right. The, the woman with the glasses... Um, she's got the overbearing mother. She has the overbearing mother. And, you know, screenwriting 101, she has an overbearing mother. They're being assaulted by a psychotic mother. Um, you know, guess who's going to kill the mother? Um, I want to talk about the house. They live in this house. Um, it's not your typical creepy horror movie house. This is another thing that, that really sets Mother's Day apart. Their house is, is disgusting. It's filled with junk. But it's not your old cluttered, dusty junk you get in yeah. in horror movies. These, this family, this mother and her two, you know, insane sons have been raised on pop culture and junk food and trendy shit. And I think that is brilliant. I mean, you know, nineteen eighties trendy shit and junk food. Even the the mother, the way she dresses, is. Um, I never noticed that before. Yes. Even the mom, how she dresses, is kind of like a. Low budget homage to early Madonna. There, yes, early Madonna. Yes, um, this is nineteen eighty, so you know maybe yeah, early Madonna. <laughs> she's she's dressed as I don't know what would you call that like a CBGB's uh, kind of punk. Yeah, well I look. wouldn't go punk, but kind of like that, like new wave. She she yeah she she's dressed trendy. That's that's yeah. the point. Um, and and I can add Lee the 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 two sons. They are. Uh, obsessed with television and junk food and working out working out well well that's that's adley and and forgive me mother's day fans if i'm getting the names wrong uh, the dark-haired guy he's he's into working out and um there's a wonderful scene my favorite scene in the movie is when they're i think they're brushing their teeth which i'm amazed they brush their teeth <laughs> but <laughs> they're brushing their teeth and just out of nowhere you know one of them says Punk sucks, and the other one says disco stupid. <laughs> Punk sucks. Disco stupid. Yes, yes. I mean, come on. That that is fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Even though these are terrible people, um, yeah, there's something kind of genius <laughs> of that. The the red haired guy. Yeah, he he. <laughs> He's the punk fan, and, and that makes sense that he would be a punk fan. Yeah, he kind of looks like I, the. Cody, <laughs> he looks like the guy from uh, one of the Mad Max movies who's like flying, flying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the 
gyro pirate. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. I didn't think of that. I always thought he looked like a really fucked up Danny Elfman. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, punk sucks, disco's stupid. <laughs> so that's... Now, my, my issue with... You get back, a little bit of backstory with the, the women, but there's really no... Not a whole lot of backstory with those three, the, the sons and the mother. Yeah. Except for them saying, what's the name of that woman supposed to be in the woods? Oh, Queenie. Yeah, Queenie. Queenie's out there. Yeah. And you don't really, you know, you don't know a whole lot about Queenie. They don't really go into a backstory. Um, it feels like it's a really tacked on, you know, we have to have a reason for it. Yeah, it, it seems tacked on. And you never know until later on about the the neck brace that the mother wears. That's the only backstory that that I got. And you're so bright, sweetie. You 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 notice the back brace. I've seen this film at least a dozen times. I never really noticed the back brace. <laughs> Apparently, she had broken her neck or something as a child, and she wears this neck brace. And you, uh, the whole time I was thinking, well, wouldn't it have been healed by now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to get, you know, complete logic in this in this movie. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing you said, the effects. Uh, I don't know if you, if you said they were bad or just very low budget. Yeah. They are low budget effects. For me, they're affecting. I, I, I like the effects in this movie, but I, I like that old school kind of... Well, that's what it is. It's, it's old school effects. Right. Um, you think a low budget B movie, Sasha movie, you know it's not going to be, the effects aren't going to be top notch. They didn't get Tom Savini for this one. Right. And it, you know, and it's, uh, it's appropriate for this movie. Well, they're, they're, I got to give testament to the director. Um, he, he does linger on shots for too long. Uh, as far as the women go, I mean, as far as the, the, the suffering that some of the women go through. I'm referring to the scene with the sleeping bag, uh, where one of the women's in the sleeping bag and the other one's lowering her, lowering, lowering her down um, a window, and the rope is grinding into her hand. Yes, it's a cheap effect. Yeah. But the director lingers on it for so long, and and the actress, you know, it, it conveys so much pain. That I found it very effective. Now, I saw this film for the first time when I was probably 13 or 14, which, you know, one of the many reasons I'm fucked up. <laughs> um, but I, I saw this film at a, at a very young age, so perhaps if I saw it now, you know, like we were saying with some other earlier films, if I saw it now, I might just kind of laugh at it and, you know. But 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 I do enjoy Mother's Day. Uh, the ending, the ending, we finally do get to see Queenie. Um... Made me jump first time I saw it. I think it was put in there for like a, a jump scare. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the first time I saw it, I jumped. I mean, there's a real quick pan where you see she's missing the ears, so you're like, yeah. oh, it's Queenie. And then, boom, <laughs> she jumps out. And, of course, looking at it now as an adult, it looks like a Chewbacca ripoff or something like that. But when I saw it for the first time, it worked. So, Mother's Day, I do appreciate very very much i do appreciate it i know that's surprising i was stunned that you got into this movie as much as you did i yes. knew what it i knew what it was i knew the genre i knew you know you said trauma and i immediately thought okay it's gonna have a little it's gonna have a little bit of dark humor underneath underlying and it's gonna be cheap and be you know just i knew what i was walking into right 
Right, right. I yeah, that that house. <laughs> I, I didn't talk that was enough. Awful. I didn't talk enough about the house. If you see this film, try to find the Blu-ray because in the Blu-ray you can really make out that set design on the house and and the trash that's everywhere, uh, the graffiti. There's pornography. There's what the walls are decaying. I mean, it, it's something I I've never seen in another in another horror film. Um, I, uh, I I I do like this movie a lot. I, I I'll give it a nine. Um, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. I think I said eight last night when we watched it, but I'm going to give it a nine because, like the last film, Albert Brooks' film, I, the more I talk about it, the more I really appreciate it. Um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that the women are fighters. Um, it's effective for what it is. It has some very dark humor in it. It has all that weird stuff at the beginning that you don't know what the hell is going on. That Beverly Hills party is like, you know, yeah. boogie nights on a $2 budget. What the hell is that doing in this movie? I don't know. I don't care, but I like the sequence. <laughs> um, there's enough about this film to recommend. Uh, if you have not seen Mother's Day, you like, if, if you like kind of odd cult films and slasher films that are a little bit different, uh, give this one a shot. Um, I, I like it because it was kind of bizarre. I knew what I was walking into. Um I'm going to give it a five and a half. I didn't like it as much wow. as you. Wow. Wow. I'm stunned. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I appreciate for a, 19, a 1980 movie that it had that many strong women characters. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, that, one part, that one scene was really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's effective. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, so I'm going to give five and a half. Okay, well that hey, you know, by the Dawn Powell scale, that that's kind of a, a, a you know, I'd, I'd add three to that. <laughs> but no, yeah, you five and a half is good. I, I didn't know we were giving halves. Okay, um, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm gonna stick with nine. Uh, why is it not a classic? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is, but. I'm I'm still gonna go with a nine, and it gets two of those points just because punk sucks and disco stupid. <laughs> um, so that should have really caught on, man. I wish I wish that caught on. That, that even in the in the house, you can see a little graffiti of that. Really? Yes. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yes. You'll I, see. I, uh... No, you'll see somebody put wrote, wrote dis, disco rules or something. <laughs> Let's talk about how the uh, one more thing. I I'm, yeah. I know we're going too far on this. We give an Albert Brooks film a much shorter commentary than this movie. Maybe that's not fair to the movie gods, but I want to talk about how Mother dies. I want to talk about how all three of them die. Okay. Um, they are killed off by both of our strong female characters. It's not like one kills them and then, you know, it's not like one woman smacking one in the head or something like that. They work together to yeah. kill these guys. You don't see that, and I could be wrong, but you don't see that in other slasher films of that time. Yeah, usually there's like one woman who who survives. Right, right, right. Yeah, she, she hits Jason in the head with an axe or something like that, and she screams the whole time, and she frets, and... And runs around very weakly. Yeah. These women don't do that. These women do not do that. Give the movie credit for that. And that's why I have to disagree with Mr. Roger Ebert. Rest in peace. This is not just 
exploitation, misogynistic trash. I, I, I think I'm not saying this film is you know a uh, strong feminist statement or anything like that, or, or should be compared to what's the oh crap? What's that movie that just came out that we saw the, um, the promising young female? I'm yes. I, I'm not saying it's at that level. Uh, but it deserves more respect than the usual slasher trash. So, so please give it a look. And if you it, saw it's it, it's worth looking at. It really is. Yeah. If, if if you saw it years ago and you were offended by it and you just thought it was junk, give it another watch. Give it another watch um, with more of an, you know, just give it another chance. Give it another chance because you enjoyed that much more than I thought you would, sweetie. Um, I don't know if "enjoy" is the right I... word, but you appreciated it more I appreciated than, it yeah yeah, and there, there's a lot of energy and the entire cast uh, I wish the actress playing Mother was a little bit better because I compared to Betsy Palmer from Friday the 13th maybe that's not fair but I wish Mother was a little bit better but the, the entire cast for this type of movie does a very good job for this type of movie um, and that's it I, okay. I think we've said enough about Mother's Day it's a, it's a movie I'm very passionate about and um I, I'm, I'm glad I got to revisit it because it's yeah. not one that I, I, I watch yearly, um, but but I needed to take another look at it. So Mother's Day gets a nine from me, and that's the end of our Mother's Day feature, and man, I wish I picked the Jennifer Lawrence movie Mother. I didn't think about it until afterwards. That <laughs> was probably good because... But I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yeah, yes, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, and don't forget Queenie's out there. Watch out. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And punk, punk sucks and Disco is stupid. Disco, Disco stupid. is stupid, by the way. He's right. Terrible character, but he's right on one thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. And um, I don't know what we're going to do next. I haven't decided. Okay. All right. Well, mystery. What are we going to do next? It, it's your pick, sweetie. So, okay. you know. Can we, we do TV? We can do TV. You want to start doing TV? That's cool, but we're just doing one episode. Yes. Not an entire season because... Okay, then I know what I'm going to do then. All right, what are we doing TV-wise? We're going to do that two-part episode of Doctor Who. Is the blonde woman in it? The... Yes. Okay, I'll watch it. Fine. That'll work. Okay. <laughs> All right. All righty. All right, bye, guys. Next bye. time. Thanks. Bye.